0: Welcome to the Cafe Solar Podcast. As I said, this is Cafe Sola's podcast, and we hope you'll stick with us for the next good while as we listen to some Bible studies that we've recorded either live from other teachers or of our own in Bible study class. Please sit back, relax, grab your best cup of Joe, and enjoy this episode of the Cafe Sola podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Café Sola podcast from Café Productions. I'm Christopher Hogan, and I'll be your host for these podcasts on Café Sola. This is the first installment. Kind of nervous a little bit because I've never done a podcast before. However, I have taught and talked in front of a lot of people for many years, so hopefully I can just look at the microphone and say, Hey, you're just a person sitting out there and talk fine. I was thinking about calling this podcast something like Daily Brew, but instead, I think I'll just call it the Cafe Sola Podcast for now. What we're going to be doing for the first good while is posting the audio from various Bible study classes, either ones that I attend or ones that I lead. However, in the future, I would like to expand what I do to include interviews with guests, whether they're other lay people that I... I'm connected with in various groups online or even with pastors that I'm friends with or can get to be on the podcast. Those I think I'd call table talks, not to compete with Pastor Wolfmiller or Pastor Gagline because their whole show is called Table Talk Radio, but just because it was an opportunity for Luther to sit around and discuss things theologically, and it won't be the name of the whole show, that'll still be called Cafe Sola, but it'll be the table talk part Of Cafe Sola and we'll get to drink good coffee and that will be good. Well some of the other thing I'd like to do and this would take a little bit of uh, Resources a little bit of funding is I'd like to be able to travel around because there's so many good conferences happening all over the place That I'd like to be able to travel around record some of the audio from the conferences and Record some interviews to go with those. I think that would be a lot of fun, but it would require You know sometime in the future doing some kind of fundraising A little bit about me. I've been leading Bible studies for nearly 20 years. This is my first podcast, but, you know, doesn't mean I don't have some familiarity with the texts of Scripture or with chatting. It's just, as I said earlier, difficult to chat directly with a microphone instead of with people. It is my hope to be able to post a new podcast on a weekly basis. I have lots of audio that I have recorded over the years, and I won't have to wait to record new audio to make a post. It's just getting to the point where I have time, where the house is quiet, and where I can get it all together and get it posted. Sometimes the episodes will be shorter, like this particular one is part one of four. I just wanna divide it up so I can do four fairly quickly, but also I think that makes it in more digestible parts for you. If you have comments, questions, things like that, you can leave them on the Facebook page, now, sometimes the shows will be longer, and at those times, I'll probably just condense down but play pretty much the entire class of something that I taught, or, and I often taught through a series of things, either through a book of the Bible like Galatians, or right now in the near future, I'm getting ready to start a Bible study on Pastor Wolfmiller's book, Has American Christianity Failed? So I'll be posting those shows. Well, with that little bit of housekeeping out of the way... Let's dive into our premiere episode. On this Cafe Sola podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to hear some audio that I recorded at a recent Bible study I attended at the Zion Lutheran Church in Tomball, Texas. The teacher of this particular class was the Most Reverend Michael Newman. You may have heard that name if you're familiar with the fact that they just had elections recently and he is now the new president of the Texas District. Of the LCMS. So maybe I should just call him President Newman instead of Reverend, but hey, he's really both, right? He was invited to do both the preaching and the class. What he preached on was the baptism of our Lord, and that audio is available if you go to the Zion Lutheran Church, Tomball, Texas YouTube channel. And then he held a Bible class afterwards, which is where this audio comes from. And it was basically Uh, the topic of Lutherans on Mission, and it's quite interesting some of the things he has to share. Don't worry, it's not about being missional, it's about Lutherans on Mission.
1: Good to be with all of you. Part of our life of discipleship is uh, being saturated with a scriptural point of view and with the Word of God so that we see the connectedness of Jesus to all things. Because the earth is a Lord's, right? The fullness thereof. Everything is God's. And so even pagan kings in the Old Testament were God's, were God's own people. He used them for his purposes. So uh, I think it's important for you to know sometimes people say, oh, you know, it's hard to share Jesus. I don't know how to bring it up. Is it going to be awkward? You know, it isn't because he fits in every way. And so whether it is uh, bringing in A scripture verse that really helps you, or a time for prayer, or just seeing how it all relates, you know, you can do that.
0: In the class, he focused on Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 11, and specifically, probably in the third question, third installment, he was getting to where I asked some questions, which was verses 10 and 11. And uh, just for the sake of the podcast, why don't I go ahead and read Isaiah 55 And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God, and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy, and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth in singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands." Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Pastor Newman asked the question, What are some of the greatest challenges that Christians and the Christian church are facing today? Well, Sean had a question for him, and here is his question and President Newman's answer
1: multiculturalism. Can you tell us what you mean by that? And I'll help everyone here. I'll, I'll echo. Uh, we're, we are really now here in the United States in a melting pot. We've got every major world religion represented and everybody's trying to be loving that. We're all going to get along and that's not possible. We can't square Buddhism against Christianity. We can't square Islam against Christianity. And
0: so it makes very,
1: very uh, yeah so multiculturalism not only do we have the diversity and is our nation more diverse than ever but we also have an idea that is starting to permeate the culture that everything's the same God is all the same to everybody everybody's got the same thing so whether as Sean right Sean mentioned Buddhism or Islam whatever it may be people are claiming well, It's all one God, it's all one faith. And so you have this errant idea permeating that waters down everything ultimately, takes away all distinctions, and ultimately sends a message to Christians, to us. You know, it's interesting. It's something that causes confusion and a lack of confidence. So you hear this long enough where the culture says... You know, all religions are the same, everything's the same, you know, the Bible that doesn't really mean anything, and it's not really true. You hear those refrains over and over again, and as a Christian, you get pounded. And then you start saying, well, well maybe I can't be as open or confident in my faith. Maybe they're right. You know, maybe... Everyone's God, you know, whatever they were born into is just the way it is. And maybe because I was raised a Christian, that's why I believe it. It starts pulling the boldness and life and courageous out of you and the confidence in the gospel. And so one thing very important, this is really really important to gather together as God's people, as the church, to do things like your pastors do with the children and together with you, is 24-7 you're getting this multicultural mixed message that tries to pull you away from the beautiful truth of Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. You need daily in prayer, through the word, and corporately together as the church, to have that truth of Jesus Christ reinforced in your life. Otherwise, you shrink back from clearly and confidently and lovingly giving witness to the hope you have. And, And it's important to really come to an understanding. You know, there's a huge... Christianity is not just another world religion. That's something really, really important to understand. It is not just one of the world religions. There's something totally unique about Jesus and the revealed Word. You know, look at any world religion, any ideology, any philosophy or system of thought, and they all have one thing in common. They all say... We can do it. We can strive to reach perfect peace, to be right with God, to solve our problems. Everything is directed toward human beings and our abilities. Uh, Karl Marx said in his writings that religion is the opiate of the people. You may have heard that, religion is the opiate of the people. That's a total lie. Now, religion may be. World religion, human thought may be. Because it pacifies us and numbs us to our true state, our true reality. Christ's revealed word, Christianity, is not an opium. It is a hammer. It, It speaks a bold and inconvenient and unpleasant truth to us. Because the scriptures proclaim all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The, mo- the unique thing about Christianity is it speaks the truth. First, it speaks the truth of our condition, our fallen and sinful condition. And I'll tell you, you know, it's like, you know, the story of the emperor's new clothes? Where the emperor wanted the best, most lavish, beautiful robe, and he couldn't find a tailor to do that. And someone came into town and said, Oh, I can, for. For a certain son like give you the best robe ever. And so he locked himself away with the king for days and days. And all the king's advisors wondered, what is this beautiful robe? It's going to look like it's going to be great. It has to be terrific. We need to see it. We need to take a peek at it. And the tailor said, no, no, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Weeks went by. And finally the tailor was ready to reveal this beautiful robe. And he opened the door. And there he said, look, here it is. And there was nothing hanging on the little, you know, hanger or the the robe holder. But he he said, it's so beautiful, it's gorgeous, isn't it the greatest thing? Well, you know, the king is looking and thought, there must be something there. If I I say I can't see it, people are going to think I'm not worthy to be the king. And all the advisors were standing around thinking, "If, if we say we can't see it, then we won't be looked at as wise. In the king's eyes and so as this charlatan this con man tailor showed this invisible robe to the king and all of his advisors the king piped up and said it's the most beautiful most majestic robe i've ever seen and all the wise men chimed in oh it's the oh we can't believe it it's the most beautiful thing and so the king said i'm going to wear my new robe today in my procession and so the tailor put this invisible robe on the king was naked put this invisible gown this beautiful thing and the king went parading through the streets. and all the wise men saying oh it's the most beautiful thing we've ever seen and all the crowds thinking we can't we can't say Mm -hmm. that there's nothing on the king otherwise we'll be beheaded or thrown out so they all cheered for the king this is an old old story but there's one little kid in the crowd. Little kid in the crowd watching the king go by naked, thinking he had a robe on. And the little kid piped up, the king's got nothing on. And because that little kid spoke the truth, the king was embarrassed, the whole crowd gasped. It's the, the story of the king's new clothes. God is the one who pipes up while all the world is deceiving themselves, saying, we're fine, you can be anything you want to be, we're good, you know we can solve our problems, we have technology, we have medical advances, we can do everything, we can make world peace, we can, we can balance the budget, we can solve the problems of the world, you're going to be okay, health is the most important thing. While the world is saying all those things, God speaks up through his word and says, you're wrong, you're powerless. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not no one who does good, not one. All have fallen. You're dead in your sins and transgressions. That's what God does. He interrupts our illusions and speaks the truth about who we are. That's why Christianity is so unique. And not only that, not only does he expose the truth of who we are, and all you have to do is look in the mirror every morning and, and, and you know it, don't you? You know it. You're fallen. You're sinful. But he also, let me just add this, he also speaks a truth that the world could never think of. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Peter speaks to the crowds after a a lame person was healed. And he says, There is no name under heaven by which men must be saved. There's only one Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, while the world is talking about striving, in addition to exposing our sin, the revealed word of God shows us what we could never imagine. A savior. A savior who came to us to redeem us, to give his life for us. God who loved you so much that he gave his one and only son. The ultimate helper. See, as human beings, we don't, we don't naturally gravitate towards someone helping us. You know, before GPS, his husbands never asked for directions. We don't like to ask for help, but God gave us the help we need, even though we were dead and we didn't ask. This is the uniqueness of Christianity. And so as you come to the world of multiculturalism, as you come to this world, you have the greatest gift ever given. You have the truth of our sin and our Savior to bring to people. When people are worried and wondering about what this world is coming to, all these political arguments, health struggles, anything, you say, you know... There is a God in heaven who loves us, who gives us a gift of peace. We bring our prayers to him because he is our father and he loves us. He's going to walk with us. In all of this stuff, this is going to pass away. We have a great gift of life in heaven. And in now we have that light to shine, that light of hope in this world. So we have a precious, precious gift to give.
0: President Newman made a great point when he addressed the issue through the story of the king and his new clothes, and how there was just the one boy, probably a Lutheran, who in the crowd stood up and said, you're naked. Well, that boy was willing to speak the truth. That boy was willing to say the truth no matter what the consequences were. So even in the world we live in now that's so multicultural, the Lutheran church and the Christian church in general needs to be willing To stand for the truth. With gentleness and respect, of course. But we need to be willing to stand for the truth. And that is what will save people. And that is what we're called to do. If you're connecting with us on Cafe Sola's Facebook page, I would appreciate it. If you would like the page, follow the page, whatever, and even share it with others if you're finding uh, the show of some benefit. Hopefully it will be. And you'll want to pass it along. And if you are watching on the YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you will know when new episodes are posted. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Cafe Sola podcast. I hope you liked this first installment. And next week, we will continue with President Newman's Bible class and a second question from the class. Take care and God bless.